Hi, it's Steve Rode, your Get Out of Debt Guy. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably want to learn more about money, credit, and debt, or you're one of the many good people out there with bad debt and you want it to go away. But stick with me. Together we can make that happen. Either way, I'm here for you, and I believe a better and more financially successful future is ahead. It can be within your grasp. I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you find this or any of my podcasts helpful, please take a moment and leave a review on the podcast platform you're listening on. Your feedback and opinion matter to me. And if I've done a good job, your review helps others to find the podcast as well. And while you're there leaving your review, don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Last piece of housekeeping. If you have a question or comment you'd like to hear on an upcoming podcast, you can leave me a voice message at getoutofdebt.org slash message. Or leave me a question for me to answer on my website by going to getoutofdebt.org slash question. Thank you so much for being a great listener, and I'm sending you a giant virtual hug in return. And now, on with the podcast. Hey, you're listening to the Get Out of Deck Guy show. We're back again. This is Steve Rode, the Get Out of Deck Guy, and Damon Day, D-A-M-O-N-D-A-Y.com. Damon, do you have a moniker today? The other day you were pinchalo. I don't. I was creative. Right now it just says Damon. I didn't even put my last name. <laughs> it's that kind of day. Just <laughs> Yeah. I can go by Dad. Yeah. Listeners of the podcast can't see that you're wearing a shirt that says Dad. I'm actually wearing one that says Twin Peaks Police. <laughs> That's a good show. Damn fine piece of pie. Today, you are picking the topics, which is like a birthday present for me. So, Damon, what is I, on your I mind did. today? Yeah, I, I did. And I, I spent several hours, if it makes you feel better, last night trying to find the topic because I was not wanting to always talk about student loans and debt elimination stuff and debt settlement. I just wanted to do something that was different than the typical topics that we do. So I spent hours searching for the perfect subject to talk about today. And after all those long agonizing hours, I picked one. Okay. <laughs> and what I picked was student effing loans. Oh my God. <laughs> it is a hot topic and it's, it's very nuanced. So there are lots of different niches and variations on the subject. So what part of student loans attracted you after hours of surfing? It was hours of surfing for something money-related but different than this typical stuff. But the reason I ended up on this topic was because I actually did a consult yesterday and I had some clients that were confused and just wanted some direction. And it really is something I think a lot of people could get some value out of, which is what the hell to do with federal student loans right now. There's so much crap going on. There's so much disinformation. We've got this moratorium on student loans that may get extended, may not get extended. We've got every single politician talking about forgiveness, not forgiveness, this much forgiveness, that much forgiveness. We've got other politicians talking about bankruptcy reform and letting people go bankrupt. There's one more piece of that we need to stick in. We need to add Just in one? that 
there are also all those government programs that promise all sorts of things that don't work either. So I think your point is, what can people count on? It'll be a short show if we tell them what they can count on that the government's providing right now. But <laughs> I think the point of the whole show, is there any hope? I think we can maybe, you between you and I, we can try to make some predictions and, and give people at least yep. something that they can do if they have federal student loans right now and try to help them navigate all these different things that are swirling around. Okay. All right. Yeah. Even trying just to predict something as simple as I want to lower my payment on federal student loans. The answer seems to be obvious, like an income uh, driven repayment plan. But then the answer is not obvious because while your payment is lower, your balance is going up. So there's no perfect magic wand solution. Yeah. And then people can say, well, I don't want my balance to go up, but then you have to take a step back even further and we have to first figure out, well, overall, what is your strategy? A payment is not a strategy. A payment is part of a strategy. And if your strategy is cross your fingers and hope the federal government eventually forgives your, your debt, either on a public service loan forgiveness or an IBR or something like that, then it might not be a, a huge deal if your balance goes up, except for there's a potential tax liability at the end of that rainbow. Yeah, and the loans might not be forgiven at all. And the funny thing here is that the best way to repay your student loans in the fastest time and pay the least amount of interest overall is the standard 10-year payment plan. If you want to pay for 10 years, it'll be done in 10 years and you'll pay the least amount of interest. Everything outside of that, I'm afraid to say, is pretty much a gimmick. And you're talking about people being in limbo and not knowing what to do. I, hey, I agree with your clients. I agree with you. It, to quote myself from the other day, it's a dumpster fire. But, and that's good advice for somebody that's thinking about going into college. So these are things to think about when you're trying to decide how much you're willing to invest to get mm -hmm. whatever degree you're going for. But for somebody that's already graduated or worse yet, hasn't graduated, but is done with college and still has yeah. the debt. It's easy to say the best case scenario is just to pay it off on the 10 year program and just be done with it. But if you can't find a job in your field and you owe $200,000 in federal loans and you're making $35,000 a year, you can't just say, well, get on the 10 year program. That's the smartest option, right? So you get, they get entrapped in these different programs and then they start getting all these phone calls from these debt relief companies and they're promising low payments. And the whole thing is just a mess. So I say we start with the thing that I think is front and center right now, which is the federal government going to extend the COVID forbearances, federal student loan payments that currently are set to expire at the end of September. My prediction is maybe. How very <laughs> Nostradamian of you. <laughs> the most logical answer is, yeah, they're just going to... actually. That, that is about as a straightforward prediction as Nostradamus' predictions were. <laughs> if you've ever looked into any of his predictions and it's like, Nostradamus predicted, duh, and then you look at what was actually said and, and they call it a quatrain or whatever. And it's, that's not actually what he said. I mean, you can really interpret that any way you want, but <laughs> I think that's a great prediction. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we're done. Because, Show's over. Because the problem is, <laughs> and this is why it's such a complex subject, because the problem is logically that doesn't make a whole lot of sense for student loan debtors. It's more of a PR political decision to leave these things on forbearance. 
because you and I have talked again and again that the biggest problem is not that the loans are on forbearance. The biggest problem is people have expanded their budgets to fill the vacuum left by the student loan payments they're not making anymore. And what are they going to have to give up or cut when those payments come back due? that's the surprise. Yeah. So I, from my prediction for whatever it's worth, I'll go on record as saying they are going to extend the forbearance. Now, again, don't make any plans based on that. Cause that's not based on any insider information I have. It's just based on actually what you just said, where you were talking about, it's the easy thing for the politician to do in the moment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just extend it. Cause then, most people are happy. The hard thing to do would be to say, nope, I'm sorry, we, we, we can't keep this going any longer. We need to start making payments and here's what we're going to do to fix it. So I, I think it's going to get you know punted. It's going to get extended because that's the easy thing to do. And, and honestly, just looking at what's going on, especially when you, you start looking at what we talked about the other day with Fed loan servicing and Granite State basically tapping out and saying, Bailing. this crap, I'm not doing it anymore. Just from a logistics standpoint, Imagine right about the same time you've got at least one major servicer and then one lesser servicer tapping out and the the whole fiasco of the other servicers having to absorb all of those accounts. I've read several articles where servicers have said, we're not ready yet because we're so ramped down on staffing over the last year and a half of not really collecting on these loans that we need to like really ramp this thing up. And then on top of that, you're going to throw... How many millions of people? Actually, that it's are- almost 10 million. So just from a logistics standpoint, how are they going to start those payments? And, and then at the same time, that's going to happen. You're going to get 10 million accounts shifted over. And then you're going to get millions of people panicking and freaked out when they get their bill in October, if you don't extend it. And like you said, their budgets have expanded. They're not used to paying the $500 a month or whatever it was. They haven't been setting that money aside because of their you know other reasons, trying to pay their rent and things like that. And they're going to be panic calling these servicers who are already going to be overwhelmed, trying to ramp up the staff. And they're going to be calling with, hey, what are my options? What can I do? I can't afford the $500 payment. So I just think from a logistics standpoint, A, the politician's easy answer is extend it. B, the current administration really campaigned on forgiveness and helping people with student loans, putting their foot down. Not total forgiveness. Yeah, but some, for, but forbearance is like an easy backdoor well, way of forgiving some debt in the moment. You get the feel good, you get the feel goodness of it. Forbearance is like kissing your sister, right? It, it doesn't end up with anything legal. <laughs> so. I know, but I'm playing, I'm playing devil's advocate from... I'm a politician. I want to make people happy with the least amount of pain and blowback. And so I think just because of the logistical side of things and the fact that it's an easy thing to do, and I think they're going to wait to the last minute, just like they did on the moratorium on the evictions, right? They waited until mm-hmm. a couple, which is sucks because then you get people in limbo and then three days before that's supposed to kick in, they're like, oh, push it out. So yeah. I'm if I'm a betting man, I'm saying September early September, we're going to get some kind of a, ah, we're going to push it out a little bit. That's my prediction. Could be totally wrong, but that's my prediction. So the other problem here also is as all these accounts get shifted and you have this uncertainty about what's really going to happen, people are going to be calling their student loan servicers, as you said. But in the last couple of years, I think one of my favorite quotes from a student loan servicer had to be an ongoing lawsuit against Navient where they came out and said, hey, 
it is not our job to provide good advice. We're a contract debt collector for the Department of Education. We have no obligation to provide people with factual and accurate advice about what's best for them. So now where are all these 10 million people going to go when their budgets explode? And Because eventually, whether or not it's this September or December or January or whatever, eventually these things are going to have to come off forbearance because I see no chance, no snowball chance in hell that all these federal student loans are going to get forgiven. And even if they were, that has nothing to do with private student loans. Oh, yeah, they're eventually going to have to come off forbearance. I'm just arguing the fact that they're not going to come off in September. But where are they going to go? They're going to go to all these this mass increase. It seems like the extended uh, car warranty sales outfits have now kind of slid by the wayside a little bit. And we're starting to see a lot more federal student loan relief. They just switch gears and the same Phone guys calls, that were yeah. calling about your warranty last month are now calling you about this great, what do you call it? Biden student loan forgiveness. So what's going on is you're going to get the ramp up all these calls, your eligible forgiveness. So when these people are trying to call their servicer and they can't even get through or can't get good advice, it's going to leave the door wide open for these people that are calling salespeople, leaving messages, call us, we'll fix it for you. That's where they're all going to go. And they're, they're just going to start that whole snowball again of getting onto these debt relief programs that are just the same programs and you're getting their 15 dependents listed on there yeah. and then just <laughs> keeping the dumpster fire going is all we're doing here. Rather see forbearance be extended. I would much rather, again, if I was a betting man, but I'm not, I would love to put a bet on the Fresh Start Through Bankruptcy Act that was, it's a bipartisan bill. Senator Dick Durbin, Democrat from Illinois, and John Cornyn, a Republican from Texas, introduced this new bill that would allow student loans to be discharged in bankruptcy. Now, that I would like to see. There's a process already in place. There's an orderly bankruptcy process. There's a way to deal with these things. And if people are struggling and having problems, they can get relief through bankruptcy process. And are you clicking a... Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn squishy <Ugh>. ball. <laughs> you can play with anything soft. I get yeah, I get fidgety. I get fidgety hands when I'm and I'm always playing with a Rubik's cube or clicking a pen. And every time we're done with our show, Steve's like, "What the hell were you playing with during the show?" I can't edit that out. Were you typing the whole time? Killing me, Smalls. Put your hands flat on the desk. Don't move. All right. Hey, we're, I'm trying to stay to the 15 minute rule. We've blown this every time. It's we're at 15 minutes. I have to applaud you. Great job picking the topic today. I think that was perfect. But we didn't give any solution. <laughs> Let me just throw this out there because people that, that have the loan. So I, and I know we're blowing the 15 minutes, but I put people in, in two kind of broad camps. Camp A is the people that, are, that, that, that make decent income and they're trying to pay the loans back, federal loans. And then you've got Camp B, the people that don't have enough money to afford their loans. They're feeling hopeless and they're on some kind of a government program or need to get on one. For, and, and so what I want to, the takeaway would be, well, what the hell do you do right now? We got this forbearance, not forbearance, whatever. My thing would be, if you're in camp A and you're trying to pay down these loans, then forget about the forbearance, take advantage of it while it's there, pay as much money as you can every month on these loans. It's 0% interest. It's all going to principal. If they extend it, great. Keep paying as much as you can. If they don't extend it, it is what it is. And hopefully you got a lot paid down in the last 18 months. If you're in the other camp where you're currently on like an IBR, you're going for public service loan forgiveness, you're hoping to, you're not in any kind of position right now to really pay these loans off, 
my advice is just sit tight. There's, there's no point making extra payments to a loan that, as Steve said, could potentially be dischargeable in bankruptcy. Granted, that's what, how long is that going to take? Four or five years for that bill to work its way through? Well, and actually, the biggest thing is if you're on a program, just stay just on the program, sit tight and see how it plays out and take advantage of the 0%, but don't make extra payments uh, that you don't need to. And I think uh, you didn't intend for this to happen, but you brought it around full circle because, uh, as I always say, financial problems and worries and concerns are just math problems wrapped in emotion. And so this is why it's important to talk to somebody like Damon Day, because the answer to your student loan problem may not actually be the student loans. It becomes a distraction. You get worried and frustrated and depressed about those. And you get very focused on, I want to make that pain go away. But there are a lot of other alternatives, things that you can deal with. And uh, you're talking it through with Damon, is it's a perfect brainstorming session on other options and possibilities that you haven't thought about yet. Absolutely. Okay. And on that, we can end it because that is perfect. <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye. Hey, so Steve Rode, the get out of deck guy. You know that thing that you just listened to? Well, believe it or not, that was actually the get out of deck guy show. If you have a question that you'd like to ask about money, credit, or debt, just visit my site, getoutofdebt.org, getoutofdebt.org, and click on the ask a question link at the top of the site. I look forward to hearing from you.